All right, welcome in to a very special edition of the Putting for Dough podcast presented by the Line Movers Network. Uh, we are back with the match play championships. A lot of tournaments going on this weekend, so a lot of things to look out for. But we're back with the match play after an exciting couple last weeks. The Players Championship, Cam Smith coming in on top there. A nice winner for us there. And then last week at the Valspar Championships, 250 to one long shot that we had pre-tournament Davis Riley falling in a playoff, two-hole playoff, very tough tournament. Um, to two-time now defending champion Sam Burns, a legitimate superstar, Sam, Bo- Sam Burns. Uh, congratulations to him on another tournament winner here. Uh, this is Ian Robbins back with you for a little look at the match play. Now, match play is a very fun tournament. It's great for, for viewing, especially in the early Wednesday, Thursday, Friday rounds of the round robin. But not always great for betting. A lot of this little um, – not your typical tournament structure. You'll have pods of four players that'll go play round robin style each day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the top records from each of those brackets will advance. The 16, there's 16 different pods, 64 total players. The top one from each bracket will advance to round of 16 and a weekend full of golf packed in now. So you have on Saturday morning of the round of 16, go at it. Saturday afternoon, those winners will come back, face each other in the lead eight. And then the final four players standing will be left with two rounds of golf on Sunday. So a lot of golf to be had the further along you make it now. The, the match plays at WGC. It's a World Golf Classic event. A lot of money on the line here. A lot of FedEx points on the line here. Billy Horschel is your defending champion. He took down uh, Scotty Scheffler last year uh, for a major victory in his title. And um, you see this, te- this tournament is played in Texas. So now we moved to Texas for a couple weeks before going to Augusta. So we just ended a four-week Florida swing there. So we're looking at the match play, a couple different ways you could attack it. I'm looking at the bracket right now. You want to look at the bracket, and you can look at outrights. Of course, you can look at players to win. And, you know, the, the match play is very variable. You're talking about 64 of the best golfers in the world. I mean, the, the gap from 1 to 64 is not quite as big if you're looking at the, the NCAA tournament as the gap in the number one team to the number 64 team there. So you're talking about John Rahm being in the pod with the lowest ranked player in his pod is Sebastian Munoz, who is a great player, a world-class player talking about there. So the gap is wide. Expect variability. You know, anything could happen in this match play and expect people to advance that maybe you never heard of. Maybe they play uh, overseas for the main time, which we have a handful of players who do play overseas. And maybe it's just somebody who just finds fire. And the other caveat, as you'll see, is a couple of big names not playing here, uh, namely Cam Smith, Rory McIlroy, taking some time off, getting ready for the Masters in a couple of weeks. This is a lot of golf, a lot of holes to be played before the Masters. So some of those top players might be looking to get a couple holes in, get their three rounds in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, head out early, and uh, get ready for Augusta in a couple of weeks. So a couple of players to look at. I'll talk about a little bit of DFS strategy. You can look at pods, uh, players to win the pods. So you're looking at John Rahm, Patrick Reed, Cam Young, Sebastian Munoz. You know, so if you want to go with a little long shot there, to open that pod, Cam Young, maybe. He's been in great form. Um, has very good skills to play in a match game. Has a good short game, could touch around the green, can scramble well. Uh, his pro play has been on uh, very good. Um, been very good player this past couple month and a half or so, and has got pedigree. You know, Rahm, uh, he's been up and down. His putting his short game hasn't been that great. Uh, not usually great for match play. Uh so maybe a long shot on Cam Young right there to advance. So you could bet the head-to-head matchups, which we'll look for in the Telegram. If something sticks out, you could look for 
um, outrights within the pods, or you can look for outrights to win. A couple players who I like to win, and I'm looking at form, and I'm looking at the bracket a little bit, and I'm looking at their style of play. This, this course is a shorter course. Um, it's a peak die design, meaning there's a lot of risk-reward type play. There's a lot of uh, obstacles along it, uh, players who could go risk. But players who have won this in the past are shorter hitters, more accurate hitters, and players who kind of grind out holes, avoid bogeys, can get themselves in and out of trouble. So that's the kind of stuff that we'll be looking for. So a couple names to highlight here, and I'm not looking for big shots, uh, big favorites, just looking for prices. Uh, number one price is 6,000, Xander Shoffley, 28 to 1. The numbers drifted down. You know, Xander, we've seen in majors, low, lower than 20 to 1. But here, he actually does really well in these WGC events. He comes out with his best left to play. He's in really good form. Um, he seems to be clicking. His short game is very good. His ball striking is exceptional, and uh, he's played well. And I think this could be a spot maybe he wants to break through a mixed statement, put himself back on the top echelon. But 28 to 1 is just a number that you have to take with X. Sun J.M., I really like Sun J.M. in this tournament. He's, he's been playing well. He's, he's really had a good run of form through Florida. Um, he, this course setup is similar to Florida. It, it, it's got, you know, minus the water, it's got a similar feel with some winds that are, are the big benefit, the big defense against the course. Uh, Texas and Florida do have a lot of things in common. Florida has a little bit more uh, water as hazards, as you will. But Sanjay has been in really good form. He's been playing well. His off the tee game is great. His game around the green is, is just spectacular. So that allows him to get himself out of trouble and save some pars, which saves holes in match play. And that's the whole thing. If you can get yourself out of trouble, you can do well in match play and you can frustrate your opponent because um, saving par equals a missed short putt on the other side. And uh, players who can do that well tend to do well here. Sanjay M is definitely in that category. 46 to one best, best price I saw. Another player who's done well in match play in the past, more at the Ryder Cup, but been playing very well is Tommy Fleetwood. Fleetwood's another guy who, whose main tour is the DP World Tour overseas, but he's been playing the Florida Swing very well, a world-class player. Uh, he's played Ryder Cup very well. And just a guy who's been in form, he, he isn't a little tougher draw here. He's unfortunate with Scotty Scheffler, the runner-up, and maybe the hottest player in the world right now, Matt Fitzpatrick, who's been playing exceptionally well, and Ian Poulter. So kind of a British feel that Poulter has been just dynamite at the style of this style of tournament. So Fleetwood's got a tough little draw. His odds may shift up, shift up a little bit, but if you get through that bracket, he's got a real good chance to, to find his way through the weekend. Um, his, his game has been clicking. He's not the longest hitter on tour, which helps out on a short course. He could play well with, um, and he just has, has some good history in match play. A couple of names I'm really excited about here. Brian Harmon, lefty Brian Harmon, who's saw himself to a top, another top five finish last week, uh, plays these Pete Dye courses exceptionally well, um, has re really been in good form, and he is an ultimate grinder. He's a very similar style player to got Billy Horschel, who won last year. And uh, Harmon will get himself in and out of trouble. He'll find uh, he'll find trouble, get him out of it. He's a shot maker, shot maker, and he has good history at the match play, especially at this course in Texas. So Harmon is a guy to look at for sure in this mid sixties range. Taylor Gooch, another guy who's been in great form, um, been playing well. His uh, short course play has been exceptional. Um, a lot of Pete design Pete Dye design courses in California that he that he contended in. He did win in the fall swing. Taylor Gooch is a guy to look at in the mid seventies. And of course, I'm gonna throw a couple guys out there 
from overseas. One name that stands out to me, Minwoo Lee. Minwoo Lee, almost 201 in this field now. He's definitely at the back end, but he is an up-and-cover. He's a guy who will be playing his, his um, full-time on the PGA Tour within a couple of years. He's an Australian. He's won worldwide. He's won the Scottish Open, which is a major event. It's actually going to be a co-DP World Tour and a PGA Tour event this upcoming season, which is very exciting. But Minwoo Lee is a world-class player. He'll be the Masters this year as well. Um, he is in a bracket with Billy Horschel, defending champion, Thomas Peters, who he plays with overseas, and Tom Hoagie, who's certainly been one of the better players. But uh, Horschel, the top seed in that bracket, uh, guys, the defending champion, obviously can do great here. But if, if Minwoo can get out of that, bracket it's not uh, he doesn't have the heavy hitters that the morikawas the the robs and can't lays the hovelins to deal with you know maybe that's a nice price at 201 that he could be dealing with here another australian that i looked at here at the big price was lucas herbert um unfortunately for herbert he is in the same pot as xander shoffley so i don't want to double dip there especially in a drafting situation but herbert i think is the second best player in his pod xander finau herbert and kanaya tukumi kanaya of course one of my favorite players uh, who we'll see a lot of but i don't think he's ready for this kind of stage uh, with herbert who's won a couple times worldwide on the pga tour and the dp world tour um actually has the most wins of that pod when you take in account for xander finau and kanaya herbert i think has the most wins worldwide uh, talking about one pga tour victory which matches tony finau's from last year Xander has not won in a while, and Kanai has yet to win on the PGA Tour. Um, but if we're going to go with Xander, uh, maybe throwing a little shot at, at Herbert to win that region, and maybe rolling it over, he'll be an underdog into all these uh, matches as he goes forward as well. Now, a little bit about DraftKings. When you talk about this, you're going to have six players from DraftKings when you play. Uh, a lot of a lot of the top players are just not going to sit this one out, maybe play the, the all-star event at Putacana. Uh, instead, which has some pretty good names in there, and we'll have a we'll have, we'll have a little little outrights on that too. Uh, but when you play in DraftKings, you want to stack out the brackets. You want to make sure that you have a chance to get everybody out. So you don't want to have two players playing from the same bracket. So, like I mentioned, Xander Shoffley and Lucas Herbert being in the same bracket, you'd want to avoid that combination there. So you want to definitely have six players spread out. You'd also want to have have it to make sure you got a chance to get four players into the quarterfinals and then two players into the you know four you you, you want to try to have it so you could have all four players match up into the semifinals ideally get to sunday once you get to sunday all four players play an extra 36 holes huge advantage for scoring there so you want to stack the bracket a little bit make sure you're spread out and you got players who potentially come out of the upper half of the upper region in each of the four brackets and meet. So you, you'll definitely have four spread out from around that can meet in the final four, two sprinkled in, uh, two conviction plays. Don't worry about salary. Don't worry about le leaving salary on the table. Leave salary, plenty of salary on the table because this is really wide open. Anything can happen. There is no stacking here. There's no waves. You just want to make sure you're spread out. You want to make sure you have a chance to get all four of your player or four of your six players in the final four. And you want to try to survive in advance. And that's the name of the DraftKings game. So a little bit of strategy there, a little bit of looking at it. Um, you do get scoring for match wins. So when you're looking at the round robins, everybody has a chance for those. But the name of the game is get as many players to the weekend as possible. All right. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, check out Telegram. A, a lot of opportunities. Not so not the greatest betting event from a pre-tournament standpoint, which is really how I like to build a card. 
I might be able to get some um, going on if you flip it on during basketball this weekend. But uh, enjoy the event. Enjoy the WGC. Lots of golf action this week. couple weeks from the Masters, you know, be ready for that. Again, this is Ian Robbins with the Putting for Dope podcast presented by the Line Movers Network. Have a great day. Best of luck.